This is the Realm of Agape Christian Church. Father, I pray that you will light up your word with understandable revelation. We know you're able, Father God. We claim victory, O oh God, over the devil who will try to distract our thoughts with all kinds of cares of this world. We know you're able and that you will overcome the enemy. Bless us with attentiveness and compassion for the eternal care of the well-being of our soul. We know you're able, God. Help us to receive your word wholeheartedly. We know you're able. Come in and do a new cleansing, a new direction. Help us to have the capacity wherewithal to be emptied out of what is not needed and to be filled with the heavenly goodness of what is needed. We know you're able. This evil day needs us, O oh God, to stand up and be the light that you have called us to be, to be the salt that will be the savoring flavor this world needs to know and taste and see that God is good. You're able, God. Do a new thing in me. Revive my soul. Help me to walk right and be devoting you exclusively to nobody but you. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' matchless name. Hallelujah. Thank God. We are yet in our Lawful Works of Grace series. And today I want to talk to you as we are in a spiritual revival mode. A holy hunger will bring revival. Somebody say a holy hunger will bring revival. Thank God. We're in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 11, verses 19 through 21. I'm going to read to your hearing the King James Version, where it reads, And I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within you, and I will take the stony heart out of their flesh, and will give them an heart of flesh, that they may walk in my statutes. And keep mine ordinances and do them, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God. But as for them whose heart walketh after the heart of their detestable things and their abominations, I will recompense their way upon their own heads, saith the Lord God. We hear in these verses the revelation of a process needed for true revival. We can't look at God as one who's being like us. Don't put the earthly attributes on God where people are always vengeful. They're trying to get somebody back again. But God is in a all holy righteous state. Sin was chosen by us as a deceitful teaching from Satan, but we went wholeheartedly, soberly into it and decided against God, sided with Satan, and sin entered into the world and changed the world into the condemned state that it is in right now. But God is merciful and he is gracious and he has already, amen, ahead of time prepared the lamb that, that would go before the slaughter that would pay for the sins of the world who would seek to save that which was lost. And anyone who cried out to him for that salvation, he would hear them and save them. My God. And they would be the people of God. 
The people of God in the verses of scripture that we're reading about as Ezekiel, the prophet was crying unto them with this message from God. Um, They were the pre-exilic Babylonian folk. Uh, The Babylonians were on their way to take them over. But we have the voices of Jeremiah crying out and the voice of Ezekiel crying out in 5.1 Dolby from one mountaintop to the other mountaintop and echoing out to the people. And they should have listened. My God. But no, they were given passage to return to their land with a holy purpose to abolish idolatry. But no, they chose idolatry instead. Only at that time, God would establish a new covenant with them, uh, as even in uh, uh, Jeremiah, where it was spoken in chapter 31, verses 31 through 34, in cahoots with the same Holy Ghost that Ezekiel, you know, spoke with. Um, Their reward would be an outpouring of God's spirit. You could confer to Ezekiel 36, verse 26 and 27 for that, and even the book of Joel, a minor prophet, uh, chapter 2, verses 28 and 29. God always has uh, witnesses, and out of the mouth of two or three, every word shall be established. God is, amen, a righteous God, and the rules that he made will not be broken. You will know without the shadow of a doubt that you have chosen the fallen way, and you will be lost and without a savior, if you choose that way. And it will be a sober decision. You won't have an excuse. But God is always seeking to save that which was lost and to reward those who will be diligent seekers of his will. He wants his people to be united in purpose and empowered to maintain their righteousness that he gave them as a gift, enabling the practice of the phrase, walk in my statutes. He wants us to do that, walk in his laws, walk in his ways. The way has been made, he has a protocol of worship and expects us to follow suit. Be ye holy for I am holy, amen? The process would bring them to the point of finally and truly becoming his people. You could see Exodus 6, verses six through eight for that. People that desire what God desires have experienced true revival. And that's the only time when true revival comes. Uh, If Christians are to survive in the midst of cultures that are anti-God, like the ones we live in today, which entice us to defy our God-given faith, there has to be a constant life-preserving conviction which is the title of this message. A holy hunger will bring revival. Ezekiel followed Jeremiah in urging spiritual religion, a religion that's alive in God, not an empty religion. Confirming the word of the Lord emphatically, he spoke just the the same as Jeremiah was speaking. And when God does that, it is as Jesus, when he spoke the truth, he said, verily, verily, because it was duly noted. Amen. 
and you could not find a justification outside of that. It was already uh, an established truth. God's eternal gavel had fallen and that was it. His word is his word. Amen. This shows that it is definitely a heart-based kind of worship that God is seeking. That's what God spoke through Ezekiel. That's what he spoke through Jeremiah and all the chapters of prophecy that they spoke. God is seeking for a heart-based worship. He knows that we have incorrigible hearts. Sin caused that. That is why he provides brand new hearts. Creating me a clean heart. Clean is new, brand new. You open a wrapper or something new, it smells new, looks very, very, very clean. It's new. It's brand new. I like the smell of new things. My God, brand new. Nobody touched it. I wanted a car with the the plastic still on the seat. Nobody sat on it. Nobody's you-know-what print was in the seat but mine. Brand new. God wants to give us a what? Brand new heart. Never mind juggling the sinful heart. Let that rascal go and get a new one. We can't get a new heart with formalism, behaving in religious ways. Very pious, you know. We can't get a new heart with legalism, making folks get saved. Can't make anybody get saved. Make them act a certain way until it looks like they are saved. No, formalism and uh, and legalism must be left behind. Why? It's because, amen, those things mandate behavior modifications that do not save your soul eternally. Instead, we need a divine transformation, a new heart. Like these ancient people, the Israelites of the pre-exilic Babylonian era, We, too, can and must perpetuate a spiritual emphasis that will give us a right relationship with God, transforming our thinking, transforming our worship, not just in the four walls on a given day where we meet to sing songs and such, but our whole life should be an exhibition of worship to God. What we say, what we do, what we think, how we act, it's worship unto God, my God. And when we open any kind of food, any kind of bottle, we start a movie, all the credits are there, it lets us know of what sort we are entering. We enter in knowing what we're entering into. God says, is it worship when you're at that brink of entry? Are you going in to serve the one and true living God or are you going in to serve yourself? Our conduct matters. We should worship God with our conduct. Our loyalty, it matters. Are you loyal to the fallen nature or loyal to the one and true living God? See, God wants us to be diligent in our pursuit of him. He wants us to have an exclusivity when we are pursuing after him. He wants to give us a new clean spirit. My God, and that's going to be a special gift from him. His spirit prompts this urgent and vital proposal today as he did even in the ancient day. Ezekiel 18 
31 in the New Century Version reads, get rid of all the sins you have done and get yourselves a new heart and a new way of thinking. Why do you want to die, people of Israel? End quote. Also in Ezekiel 36, 26. In the New Century Version, also, I will teach you to respect me completely and I will put a new way of thinking inside you. I will take out the stubborn hearts of stone from your bodies and I will give you obedient hearts of flesh. It remains relevant for us all that we yet need to have a vital relationship with God, not a fatal relationship with God. Did you hear that? Is your relationship vital or fatal? My God. God wants us to be continually filled. In other words, always fulfilled by his spirit. That's what being filled is about. Being fulfilled. Something else might be fulfilling us. It may be trying to be God, taking his place being a propitiation that we will be eternally damned, though. Jesus is the propitiation for our sin that we will not, amen, enter into eternal damnation, but be saved from it as we have put on us the holiness of God, filled ourselves up with the eternalness, holiness of God, being transformed by the holiness and eternal presence of God. That's what we need. And that's what God is pursuing for us to have. He wants to fill our lives with that. In other words, fulfill. We got to be fulfilled by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is an enabler. He enables us. Not like weak parenting that enables us to do the wrong thing to bring a demise upon our own children. But God is saying, no, I'm enabling you to empower you against the wickedness of the devil and hell. I'm coming to give you power to say no to what is going to kill you. He enables us that way to do his work, and then he will commission us and send us forth in the name of Jesus. First, he fills you and not makes you have the knowledge you need, the wisdom and power is given to you, and then you are sent out. He does not do backwards things like we do on this earth, sending young people out and they're not even equipped to go and fight the good fight of faith the way they ought to. But every born-again, spirit-filled child of God has an anointing on their life and they have to uh, get the wisdom wherewithal to grow into those clothes because they're too big for us. Jesus gives us shoes that we can't fit and clothes we can't really fit, but he helps us grow into them and he helps us to walk in pace with his will in uh, the fortitude and vitality of the presence of God. It's a glorious presence that, amen, shakes asunder uh, everything that the devil built as a stronghold and makes it come crashing down like the walls of Jericho. He helps you to go through, amen, forging forward to make it to the eternal presence of God. He wants us to make it, not send us out somewhere where we won't make it. This is why when Jesus was baptized by John and uh, the Holy Ghost fluttered upon him, he was immediately then after that taken to the wilderness. 
And then uh, the devil was there morning, noon, and night for 40 days and 40 nights taunting him, trying to get him to, uh, you know, forego that power that was placed upon him and, and go his way. Go the way of a fallen flesh. But Jesus wasn't born with fallen flesh. He was not born and shaping in iniquity like us. My God, his seed came from glory. Hallelujah. And the Virgin Mary, my God, she, amen, was blessed upon by the power of God. The power of God rested upon her and Jesus came forth. He did not have the blood of fallen man. Thank God she had not been with a fallen man. No fallen man fell upon her, no. The Holy Ghost fell upon her, not as a man falleth, my God. But God quickened her womb and out came, my God, 100% God, 100% man, the Savior who would be the bridge between earth and glory, who would save us from the guttermost and bring us to the uttermost. Hallelujah. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. We have the gift of Jesus when we are born again, when we are spirit-filled, fulfilled by the Holy Ghost. Every individual, though, has a responsibility for keeping that anointing and allowing increases ever so often that are needed in this earth as we trudge forth in the journey of faith that we are trudging forth in on this earth. We didn't get to glory yet, but we are approaching it. But until then, we will need to have fillings. One baptism into the body of Christ, but then there's many fill-ups. We got to get to the filling station. We used to call the gas station the what? Filling station. And we got to get filled again. The gas tank is low. We got to get filled again. We're running out of strength. We got to get filled again. I feel like I need to get myself better prayed up. I got to fill up again. Hallelujah. I need to go and meditate. My soul is thirsty and hungry in a parched land. I need to get into the word. I need to immerse myself, sing songs, hymns, spiritual songs, make melody in my heart, praise God and let the Holy Ghost come in mightily once again charge me up so I can go forth in God hallelujah thank you Lord we got to do that every single day my God if we don't we're starving ourselves and we began to get tolerant of the devil's voice and he begins to fool us as though his voice is our voice his voice is also God's voice my God And he begins to be that irresistible presence. But God is going to, amen, give us the light of glory wherein we can tell the difference between who he is, who we are, who God is. Amen. God wants us to walk, amen, and not be weary. Weary means there's some kind of abnormality going on. There's a malady that we have let in and tolerated. My God, we have begun to be spiritually and mentally schizophrenic. My God, in our psycho makeup, spiritual psycho makeup, we begin to be schizo my god sometimes up sometimes down sometimes level to the ground loose here we got the amen be diligent in our walk stand do all to stand we got to put the right clothes on when we get up not just the ones from our closet but our prayer closet the spiritual clothes dress from head to toe my god from the helmet to the shoes feet shy with the shoes of the gospel of preparation of peace hallelujah we need the right clothes on we're not going to win against the devil if we don't dress right
We're not going to win against the devil if we don't nourish ourselves right. We got to get right. Amen. Get right and fly right. Hallelujah. Thank God. The anointing needs to be increased ever so often. That's why so many Christians today, amen, we, we will find a difference in, in their walk. Some have a greater anointing than others. Some are faking it until they make it, but that's a deceitful teaching. The word of God teaches Christians to be filled, in other words, fulfilled, right? Continually fulfilled by God's spirit. If you don't get fulfilled by him, you're getting fulfilled somewhere else. That's what the uh, young married couple figured out. The woman knew the man hadn't touched her in a long time. She said, you're not getting it at home. You're getting it from somewhere else. Some of us, amen, are getting fulfilled somewhere else. We're tipping out on the Lord. Hallelujah. We're putting Jesus to bed in the little manger and we're sneaking out. My God, with wolves. My God, looking for dinner. Loose out of here. That's a decrepit dinner. My God, a deadly buffet that's going to lead you down to the pit of hell. But we need to be fulfilled by God's spirit. My God, thus ensuring a fresh outflow of the anointing of God. Ephesians 5.18 in the New Century Version says, Do not be drunk with wine, which will ruin you, but be filled with the Spirit. In other words, be fulfilled by the Holy Spirit. You don't need to be inebriated with substances when you're feeling down and out and depressed. My God, I need a drink to help me think. No, you don't. You need the word of God to come in. My God, my God, the Holy Ghost will reveal truth from the word that will feed you until there's no empty spot left in you. Feed me, Lord, until I want no more. Hallelujah. It should be noted that after the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that was recorded in Acts 2, which has been made more familiar and popular in modern teachings uh, than the other scripture I'm about to tell you. The disciples also experienced another outpouring after that, soon after that. This is revealed in Acts 4.31. A lot of folks like Acts 2. Let's go to the upper room. But, oh, God, sometimes uh, you need, when you come down from the upper room and you walk around and walk about and doing the will of God, you better have an Acts 4. Acts 4.31, after this prayer, they prayed a long prayer in the Holy Ghost. My God, singing songs, hymns, spiritual songs, making melody in their heart, singing to fillers unto the Lord until the Holy Ghost came in. They kept plucking the harp till the Holy Ghost came in with his harpoon and he cut the devil's head off. Hey, hallelujah. We need Acts 4. We need the whole prayer. That's your home where you can read Acts 4. Well, I, don't, I don't have time to do it, but uh, well, after that prayer, the meeting place shook. Churches aren't shaking enough. The Holy Ghost doesn't come in and shake us up enough. My God, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached preached what? Their own will? No. When the Holy Ghost come like that, then you're going to preach only what? The word of God. And how are you going to do it? Scared, hiding in the closet? No. They preach the word of God with boldness. And since we don't do that, the devil has replaced it with a spirit of coldness. Now we have boldness for coldness. 
But God said, I'm going to spew you out. You need to be hot, hot with my presence. I'm a consuming fire. I will burn up the dross. I'm hot. Hallelujah. God is lit. Hallelujah. I need the lit presence of God. You need the boldness of God's spirit. We're losing it because we're getting drunk with the wine of the world. My God. All the things that the media is feeding us in the movies and such. Just because somebody say hallelujah one or two times, we think that it's all palatable. And we receive everything from those writers and promoters and filmmakers and book writers and radio producers. My God, help us, Lord. We're feeding wrong, Jesus. The real hope for all who are spiritually exiled when we forego God's meal and go out looking for dinner out there with the wolves, that means you're really in exile and spiritually you're in exile because you have left God's spirit to look for something in replacement of God's spirit. So spiritually exiled folks are foregoing the eternal promise of God. But God has promised that we will have one heart. Amen. And, and a new spirit. He's making us have a heart that could be taught, a heart of flesh, not a heart of stone, a heart of flesh. You could teach a heart of flesh. You can't teach a hard head anything, my God. But God wants us to have a heart of flesh and a new spirit. And these are unconditional. He brings them as a gift from heaven. And they are yet to be fulfilled in the New Testament as voiced in this poem by an 18th century Baptist minister and hymnologist, Samuel Medley. He has an appropriate name, Medley, for he writes Medleys. Amen. <laughs> but Jesus, before thy face we fall. That's what we need. Our Lord, our life, our hope, our all. For we have nowhere else to flee, no sanctuary, Lord, but thee. Are you feeding off of Jesus only or are you tipping out for snacks somewhere else? God should be your only meal. Hallelujah. Lisa got to be my only honey lump, my only baby, my only girlfriend. My God. Hallelujah, God. Why should I look for dimes when I got dollars at home? Hallelujah. I don't need no side piece when I got the main entree from glory. Hallelujah. I got to do God like that. I can't go tipping out on God. Here am I to worship. Here am I to bow down. Here am I to say that you're my God, but we're not saying it to God. We're saying it to something else. That's why Ezekiel preached the way he preached. That's why Jeremiah was sent to preach the way he preached. My God, to the ancient exiles of Israel. But their messages, though, amen, prophetically paralleled, for us are yet being ignored at times. The people of Israel ignored many of them. My God, they ignored the urgent relevance for their souls. And us today, we're ignoring the urgent relevance for our souls. My God. And we're deciding to remain separated from God instead of in a right, intimate relationship with God. And amen. And those people back then, they were in need of a profound revival, but they did not sense it. They did not have God's sense and sensibility. They were only thriving on their own lusts and were enticed. And the devil was able to uh, deceitfully mislead them and guide them astray. This is still happening. The devil's using the same old tricks, dressing it with our modern uh, uh, gadgets and such. Amen. But you don't need gadgets and such to be tricked. You, your heart is the same as it was way back in ancient day. 
Same soul, same kind of mind. My God, the devil tries to get in there and, and, and take all your time up. It takes time to get right with God because God is a slow cook God. He wants you to get to know him real good. But we'll use all of our time, and God has a problem with us misusing time. He said, redeem the time, because the days are evil, for the devil goes about as a roaring lion. He's doing what? Seeking whom he may devour. We got to be sober. We got to be vigilant. Got to have that uh, sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. It's a two-edged sword. It cuts going in and cuts coming out. And we got to have that. The word of God helps you to survive. We don't have to have the devil making us cry every second over something. We need to learn how to just slice his head. Give him a word of God zinger and shut him down. Amen. And stop running. They had them old songs. I, I beat the devil running and I'm so glad I beat the devil running. Uh, stop running. I kind of get what they mean, but you don't, you don't need to be running. Amen. Stand your ground. Amen. God helps you to what? Be able to what? Stand. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Take a stand. Amen. On a firm foundation. Not sinking sand. Stand. Hallelujah. Not in a slippery place. Stand. And don't move. I'm giving up no ground. I'm Holy Ghost heaven bound. I'm giving up no ground. Thank God. We got to stop giving up ground. And that's what the people did in the ancient day. And that's what we're still doing today. The same slip up. But we need to heed this eternal call today. Why? Because tomorrow is not promised. Think about it. Now is the accepted time. Right now. Some of us are already Christians. But we may have become dormant in areas of our spiritual life. The devil will creep up on you slowly. You see, while some of us may not have truly accepted Christ, amen, those in the podcast land, uh, maybe you have not accepted Christ as your exclusive savior. Sometimes people right in church for years and years and years haven't given their heart over exclusively to Jesus as their savior. You can save me from this and this and this, but not so much this and this and this. We got categories. We compartmentalize the job of Jesus. We have stymied the work of Jesus. And he allows such things because he's a gentleman and we have to say yes. Yes, Lord, from the bottom of my heart, from the depths of my soul, every closet is open. Help me, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Hey, hallelujah. We got to amen. Let Jesus come in and do that social work that he could do. We got to come in and let Jesus do that spiritual work that only he can do. It's a socio-religious work. He needs to come in unless we want an idolatrous savior. Then we're like pseudo, you know, free, free in a pseudo way, but it's, it's only temporary. And we will wake up one day and find out it's been said too late. We don't want that. And we approach Jesus in that great day and Jesus is going to say, yes, uh, I am Lord, but you're saying it in vain. You, you calling me Lord, but I'm, I'm not your Lord. That's my title, but it, it's not my intimate relationship with you. And I feel that as a pastor, Jesus let me know that people have, amen, shunned me. People have turned their back on me, my God. 
and uh, you're feeling what I've already been feeling for years and years and years and years and eons of time. My God, it's a feeling that, amen, I have felt time and time again. But I'm going to cover your heart. I'm going to help you. I'm going to be that shield of faith that will quench the fiery darts of those who are not loyal, those who, my God, are the familiar ones. It, it, it could have been an enemy that was evil, that was ugly. I could have gotten them from far away, sent a missile of prayer and destroyed them. But Noah's folk that creep up right up on you. My God, I know what it feels like to die. For amen, as a pastor, you die a lot. Because folks would put your name out there where it doesn't even belong. I have not slept with any other woman but my own wife. But oh God, I'm treated as though I'm trash sometimes. I haven't, amen, this my kids, my God, my God, I haven't, amen, violated my children. But I'm this like that sometimes as though I did. That's how the devil does. He'll take your name, my God, which is, amen, supposed to be, amen, expensive, far above rubies. That's what the devil does. He try to mess with your name, your reputation. My God, he, he, he discredits your ministry. That's what the devil has done to me. Discredited my ministry. My God, I'm not looked at as a pastor. My God. Every other title that I got, oh, they don't mind saying that, but oh, no, no, not past. No, 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 that's a trick of the enemy. That's how the devil works on your mind. And the devil will do you like that. You live long enough in Jesus and watch how the devil works. He's going to try to, amen, discredit your Christendom, discredit your walk in the Lord, discredit your faith, discredit your devotion in the Lord, discredit your prayer life, discredit how you want to eat the word, hallelujah, and go through the word until the word goes through you. They want to discredit all of that. My God, but I come to tell you, the, the naysayers, my God, the vain folk, my God, the backstabbers, whoever they are, wherever they might be, you didn't call me into Jesus. Jesus called me. Hey, and I answered his call, and I cried, Lord, save me. Hallelujah. Save me from myself. As long as I talk like that, I have a lot of enemies. But when I talk that frivolous talk on the social media, everybody want to be my friend. We get amens. I put a thousand scriptures up. I don't get hardly any amen, but from mama, Mother Norris, she puts a like and amen more than anybody on the earth. Hallelujah, but I could put up stupid things, some goofy picture, oh, a thousand likes, oh, you the man, we love you, oh, yeah, yeah, put one scripture, I love Jesus, oh, yeah, scroll past that. That's how it works, but I come to tell you, yes, it's distasteful, but it doesn't, amen, destroy me. I, I feel a little bump of it, but it, it, it didn't penetrate Jesus has covered my heart. I have a force field from heaven called the shield of faith. Jesus quenches those fiery darts and he has my back. Goodness and mercy shall follow me. You can backstab me. Hey, because God's got my back. Hallelujah. You got to know whose you are in Jesus. I'm not going to let anybody turn me around. I'm going to keep on walking, keep on talking. Hey, hallelujah talking about my Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Superstition didn't save me. Hallelujah. 
Behavioral psychology didn't save me. Sociology didn't save me. The medical world didn't save me. Hallelujah. The financial world didn't save me. Hallelujah. Getting rich and famous didn't save me. Hallelujah. I'm not looking for all of that kind of stuff. Hallelujah. I don't care how many fine honeys they are. They can't save my soul from a burning hell. And that's why people are mad at me because I'm not chasing the you-know-what the way they want me to chase it. But I'm chasing after Jesus. Hey, help me, Jesus. I'm a man just like any red-blooded American man. But God saved me. He didn't just save my mind above the belt. He saved below my belt too. I love Jesus. He's my Savior. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hey, Shatarubuha. Hey, hallelujah. Thank God, thank God. I'm a prophet after the likes of those in the Bible. They, they don't like the prophet. They want to kill the prophet. They, they, they don't, amen, honor the prophet. My God, they despise prophesyings. My God, they call a right good teaching a deceitful teaching because the devil has deceived their mind. They're calling what's good bad and what's bad good. But I come to tell you, yes, I feel a little something, something, but God is not going to let me go all the way down into some depressed mode where I'm going to cry over what you're talking about. These tears belong to Jesus. I love Jesus, and I cry happy eternal tears, not because you backstabbing me. Let's out of here. I love Jesus too much. Hey, Hallelujah. To let your little words hurt me. Leave us out of here. Jesus is not going to let you hurt me. Thank God if I don't get a crowd going. Hallelujah. If I just got two or three, my God, and preach like I'm preaching to 10,000, that's all right. I'm going to do the assignment that God gave for me to do. God has called me. God has filled me. God has delivered me. God has set me free. God called me. God sent me out. I'm going to work for God. For God I live, for God I die. Hallelujah, anyhow. Thank you, Lord. Thank God Jeremiah had this testimony called the weeping prophets. My mama looked at me one day years and years ago, hugged me and said, you like Jeremiah, son, but that's all right. You stay safe. Hallelujah. Ezekiel, his contemporary, went through a mess like that. But God communicated his commitment to make a new covenant with the people. And this is all I do. I I speak the words of God that God wants a new covenant. But folks are too wrapped up in the wine of this world. And they want to be inebriated with the fleshly things in life. It's nothing new under the sun. My God, as Ecclesiastes says, the preacher Solomon had to learn the hard way when he wrote that. But there's nothing new under the sun. See, at the time when we see these prophecies, God said he will put his law in their mind. My God. And write it where on their hearts, he said in Jeremiah. He don't just want it in the, in, in the paper, uh, in the Torah. He wants it to be imprinted on your heart. And the only way that's going to happen, you got to let God get intimate and come inside you and let that word be fed to your soul. But you got to eat the word. You got to go after the word. 
You got to know that feeling of being satisfied in the Lord and know how it feels when he kind of, amen, goes away from you. My God, you don't want to be like Samson. Can you shake yourself and in business as usual, I'm going to do what I usually do. The Holy Ghost had departed. We don't want the Holy Ghost departing. And when I look at the wrong thing on TV, when I, amen, indulge myself, my mind, which should be holy, in the wrong stuff, I can feel the power of the Holy Ghost subsiding off of me. I said, Lord, don't leave me. I'm going to throw that thing off. Hallelujah. Change the channel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Throw that book away. Throw this away. Throw that away. Hallelujah. Shun little special conversations females want to have that not, don't have the name Lisa Norris Jackson. Want to give you special gifts. This donut belongs to you and nobody else but you. No, lose here. So you can't let it build up to that. They were given the rite of passage to work up to that point. You got to stop it before it gets there. And God gave me prophetic eyes and I could see. God gave me a prophetic heart and I could sense the devil from miles away. And we can amen do evasive maneuvers if we have to or speak the power of God and watch them go running. Amen. The devil come in one way and leave departing seven ways. Splintered out as the Lord kicked him in his rear end and made him get away from me. I've seen it time and time again. God will do the same for you. God always intended for his people to be born again, have new lives in the Holy Ghost, and should be, amen, be marked by responsiveness to his eternal way rather than the external law only. See, people get wrapped up in the external law only, but God wants an intimate relationship where he comes and transforms you on the inside. Hallelujah. His spirit needs to work inside there. He wants to revive you. He wants to revive me. He wants to revive the Lord's church. It's imperative that we of this local assembly do not miss out on the anointing that God is trying to pour out upon us. Amen. We can't shun it. My God, deny it. Folks deny the power there. They don't want it to come in because they're too busy doing other things. But if we waste time continuously like that, you know what's going to happen. In this little brief preparation period called life on earth, uh, where we don't accept the word of God, my God, holding on to the type of carnal suspicions that uh, Nicodemus had one night when Jesus, uh, as recorded in the third chapter of the gospel according to John, did, amen. You will not be in position to receive the corporate benefit of God's special outpouring for this house. Amen. And you know what happened in John 3. I hope that Nicodemus came to him one night because he didn't want to be seen, you know. So he went approaching Jesus with questions. At least the Holy Ghost, amen, uh, the work that the Holy Ghost did on his heart didn't go to naught because at least he sought him. Amen. No matter if it was a, a night course. He, he, he called Jesus to have a night course. He just said, I'm not even, you know, promoting a night course. I don't know what commercial you heard. I didn't say I'm having a night course. But he came to him at night. But Jesus was ready. But there are three things we could get out of that meeting. Amen. Three things we need from heaven as revealed in John's gospel. In John 3 verses 1 through 9, we need to learn that we need a birth into the family of God. 
We can't stand on the outskirts being religious and accepting some things about Jesus historically that happened. And you kind of, you are fond of Christian things. No, you need to be birthed. Amen. Jesus told Nicodemus that. He said, how can a man you know, enter into his mother's womb and be, be born? No. He said, no, what, what, is, what is flesh is flesh, what is spirit is spirit. Marvel not, you must be what? Born again. Hallelujah. And in John 3, verses 10 through 21, we need this, a savior to depend on. We got to stop depending on our own self and what we're able to do in our little circle of friends and such. We got to depend on Jesus, not our job. We got to depend on Jesus, not our loved one, our checkbook. My God, our bank account. My God, we got to depend on Jesus. I saw hearses the other day on the highway. And I went around them. They had the lights on. I said, well, that's a parade that's going to the funeral home. My God, I, 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 I didn't see a U-Haul truck in the back. So people can't take whatever they got with them. My God, we come in this world, we, 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 we are born in it, and then we blow up and get all kind of stuff. And then when it's time to go, we blow out, but our stuff's not going with us. We better depend on Jesus because our eternity is riding on his back. Jesus carried the weight of the world on his shoulder. Help me, Holy Ghost. God is the one that's going to do the work. Amen. You got to come in him and ride the safety ship called Jesus. Take passage in it. Amen. In John 3, verses 22 through 36, you need the power to become a witness. People like to go around, oh, I'm a Christian. I'm going to help somebody get saved. God hadn't even sent them yet. They don't even know enough. They haven't had enough revelation in their soul. They don't have the power of God in them and resting upon them and haven't been commissioned by God to go out there and do certain things that they're doing. You need the power to become a witness, and you need God's commissioning to send you forth. Jesus said, I have come, amen, from the Father, and I say the things the Father have told me to say. And that's how Nicodemus was able to really find God for real. See, without these three main experiences, we will not be effective Christians. There's so many ineffective Christians today, but they're acting as if they are effective because they have big, big, big followings. But God said, wide is the gate, broad is the way that leads to destruction. Many there be that find it. I'm not saying all big churches is going to hell, no. But it's easy to tickle the fancies of someone's flesh. And soon as you get a discipleship kind of word, here they come. They're going to come against you. Here they come. Oh, they're going in droves. Then you go from John 3 to John 6. Uh, verse 66, when many folks left Jesus, when he came hard with the teaching, after the fish fry, Jesus began to teach some more. My God, because they wanted another miracle. They had the lunch and the dinner. Now they want breakfast. And Jesus said, no, you need to drink my blood and eat my body. They said, this teaching is too hard. And they start leaving him. My God, he looked at his homeboys and he said, y'all going to leave me too? No, hallelujah. Said they, and they said, you have the words of life. Hallelujah. We better know where our bread is buttered from. Spirit of God is working in our midst to kindle a revival. Are we going to be cognizant of it? Are we going to be privy to it? It's a revival which will be about every participant experiencing a renewal. A what? 
renewal. In other words, an establishment of the threefold anointing I just described in, uh, out of the, uh, the chapter three of, of, of John's gospel. The birth, the dependence on Jesus and the power to be a witness and be sent out by him. We need that threefold anointing. It's my prayer that we become unified in the quest to have that spiritual fellowship with God. We need it. Oh, my God. We must seek to have a what? Holy hunger. Are you ready and willing and enabled by God's spirit to begin to seek God for real with all of your might? All of it. If we really intend on having a change for the better, according to uh, God's destiny and purpose for our lives, you know, God will make a way of escape. He does that. He enables you. He enables me to receive his anointing and to be transformed in our life so that we could live every day as a faithful servant of God. It is heaven's anointing that will destroy the chains of our earthly hell-bound habits. My God, we could sit here looking coy all we want as though we don't have some, but amen. We're all born in shape and iniquity and in sin that our mothers conceive us. There's none righteous, no, not one. No one seeks after God of their own doing. God has to come in and give you that enablement. Hallelujah. We can't boast on our own work. My God, it's God that did it. And he allows you a chance to make a sober decision. Yes, you could have that testimony. I said yes to the Lord. And look, after I said that, he came in and did all of these amazing things. You didn't do it. He did it. But you do have to say yes. See, we can't expect a good fight of holy faith in this world because the devil don't want us to get to that, the goodies of heaven. He's going to try to stop us and block us. My God, use everything we're wired with against us because we don't have the wisdom and knowledge and understanding, knowing of whose we are and why God made us the way he made us. The devil will come in and contaminate us before we have a chance to even understand who we are. Does the devil fight fair? No. My God, he comes in and he violates, my God. Goes where he don't need to be going. Makes us get into things we are not even ready to get into. We can't even wrap our brain around it. Can't process it right. But no, he's making us privy to stuff, my God, that we ought not be privy to yet. And that's how that enemy works. Because sin is in the world. Man has allowed for sin to come in and take the throne. But God is saying, I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly outside of this fleshly demise that you are in. The earth is on a collision course. You could be saved out of that ship called earth and begin to live in me. I am the ship that leads to heaven. Rest in me, says the Lord. You can do it. You can say yes to the Lord. You don't have to go down like that. Fight the good fight of faith. Say yes to the Lord and no to the devil at every turn. My God, go in God's will and go against the devil's will. Let's be encouraged, people of God, that we will love God intensely. My God, love God strategically. Make room for him. Get busy in the Lord. Say, God, give me that energy from heaven to do exploits in your name. Hallelujah. Start with your own self. Some folks have been so depressed so long, they stopped brushing their teeth. You got to fight your way out of a wet paper bag. Work on your own self first. 
Eat right. Hallelujah. Be a good steward over your body so you can go out and do some things for the Lord. Hallelujah. Stop buying any and everything and being so covetous. My God, live within your means. God is saying, get your body right. Get your mind right. Amen. Stop looking at and reading every, in any old thing, every Tom, Dick, and Harpo coming in your mind. Loose here. You got to learn how to have a heaven's gate at your mind. Don't let anybody pass. Hallelujah. My God, they trying to stop folk from going to this and going to that because they need the little car to say they got the jab. My God, the COVID jab has happened to me. My God, we better have that same kind of Gestapo at our mind. Do you mean business for the Lord? What's your business here? Where's your passport? Don't let any and everything in your mind. Let's be encouraged to love God for real. Intense like that. And block that devil. Build a holy stronghold for God. Hallelujah. And destroy every yoke of bondage by the power of God. Hallelujah. God desires that for you. Do you desire it for yourself? Let God be God. Hallelujah. Then and only then will we be blessed with the reward of power to live righteously. Because having a what? Holy hunger will do what? Bring re. Revival, hallelujah. How many want that holy hunger? Hallelujah, God. Rest on your feet and throw your hands in the air right quick. Hallelujah, throw your hands in the air and put them there like you care. Oh, God, help me, save me from myself. Any iota of things that is not like you, help me, Lord. Shine a light from heaven on my soul. Find it, Lord. Hallelujah. Show it to me. Give me the wisdom of heaven to shun it, oh, God, to throw out the trash. Put the trash on the corner so you will take it out and sanitize my soul. Help me, Lord God. Save me, I pray. Cleanse me transform me for the better burn up every piece of dross that's oh god inhibiting the brilliance of the shine of the pure gold that you made me to be i know you're able god in jesus's matchless day help me to put away oh god childish things youthful us oh god where we have oh god that kind of mind that just accepts any and everything because we don't have the wisdom of heaven oh god the people die because of a lack of knowledge the knowledge that God wants us to have. The devil doesn't want us to have the good knowledge. He wants us confused, deceived, so he could come in and violate us morning, noon, and night. But I'm going to say, no, I'm putting a stop to it right here and right now. I want what God wants me to have right here and right now. Disciple me, Lord. Teach me, Lord. Hallelujah. Sober me up. Help me to know the sobering truth about myself so I can get right, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm tired of masks. I'm tired of facades. I'm tired of hypocrisy. I'm tired of all kind of idolatry that I have, oh God, used in my heart to try to fulfill myself. But you be the fulfillment, I pray, in the holy, mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I consider it done because you are omnipotent. You're all power. I thank you, Lord. 
I don't care where I go, the devil's going to be around little corners trying to get me to do stuff. But Lord, you have an omnipresence. You are there. Jehovah Shammah, God is there. Hallelujah. He's there. My God, of every present help in the time of trouble, God is there. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. God knows everything about you. Yes, he does. He's omniscient like that. We can't hide it from God. He's waiting for us to say yes to him and no to the hellish habits. We thank you, Lord God. I have some hellish habits because the devil violated me and I got, I got, kind of got used to them. I, I began to tolerate them unknowingly. My God, in a foolish, ignorant kind of way. But Lord, I thank you for wisdom from heaven. Cleanse me. Redirect me. Hallelujah. Make me what you made me to be in the name of Jesus. Hey, I know you're able, God. I want to work for you and you exclusively. Bless my heart. Oh God, cleanse me and fill me with your goodness and then seal me until the day of redemption and the devil can't find a crack in my character anymore. Hey, he's not going to find it anymore. Jesus is a repairer of the breach. I thank you, Lord. And I got to maintain this thing. I got to sing songs. I got to sing hymns. I got to sing spiritual songs. I got to keep a melody of heaven in my heart. I got to have the word of God. I got to immerse myself in the word of God. I got to meditate on the word of God. Help me to do it, Lord. Morning, noon, and night. Bless me to get right. Hallelujah. And not compartmentalize, but to be holy all the time in Jesus' matchless day. Come on and thank God and clap your hands for victory. Hallelujah. The devil want to talk you out of it, but you go ahead on and believe it. I don't care how many times you've messed up. The devil's trying to show you your track record right now. But God has your future at hand. And he's not going to lose. God never loses. Hallelujah. God is always going to be there. He never dies. He never sleeps. I thank you, Lord. Let God have it. Oh, you tell the devil, well, you're going to remind me of my past. I'm going to remind you of your future. You're going to burn in a lake that burneth. Then a lake that burneth with fire and brimstone forever and ever. I'm not going to go there. That's the home God prepared prepared for you. God's prepared for me a place in heaven. A mansion. Hey, with my name on it, I'm going to go there. I'm going to go the way of God. In the name of Jesus. Jesus is going to dry me up of all the taste that you gave me. And I'm going to get a new taste from glory. I'm going to now hunger after heaven. I'm going to hunger after holiness. Go ahead and let him transform you right where you stand. In the name of Jesus. Oh yeah. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. We thank you, Lord. We know you're able. Oh, hallelujah, God. Blessed be the rock of my salvation, Jesus. We of the realm of Agape Christian Church pray that the Holy Word of God has richly blessed your soul. To send prayer requests, use the contacts page of our website, www.roagape.org We need your continued prayers and financial support to maintain this ministry. You can also find a secure means of donating on our website. God bless you.